while the uh, first reading provides some, some maybe thought-provoking questions about how do we accept uh, the, uh, the one that the Lord has uh, put in, a, in authority over us, uh, and this quibbling and this debating, and, and Miriam and Aaron seem to be just want to be famous, and, and which is why they, now Moses was the meekest of all. He, didn't, he wasn't seeking to be famous. He was just seeking to serve the Lord. But uh, there is a connection, of course, to today's gospel passage, perhaps, and I think when we lose the true focus of things, then we get into trouble. Miriam and Aaron perhaps lost the focus of why God was speaking to Moses face to face, why God was the primary one that he was speaking to the people, mainly because God trusted Moses and, and relied on Moses. But today in this gospel passage, I, I find this even richer for meditation. I, I, I have to admit I love the passage. Uh, at certain times in my life, I have to bring it to mind uh, because sometimes um, we forget. And uh, this is one of those where, where it's just powerful. And first, I, I need to point out again, Jesus never says, well, there's no such thing as ghosts. He doesn't, he, he, that disturbs me, but I'll, I'll continue to, to ponder that. But no, have courage in his eye. If it really is you, Lord, tell me to come to you. Come. And Peter, being the impetuous one, perhaps, takes that first step. And it's not the first foot out of the boat that causes all the, that, that's a symbol of faith, perhaps. It's the second step. When he's completely free of the boat's floor, when he's walking on the waves, and there were waves. There's no way to explain this away aside from God's willing it. Of course, Jesus Christ being God. And I, 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 as I contemplated, I, I can't help but think Jesus must have been some way away because they're still terrified as a ghost. It's not a ghost, it's me. Take courage. Jesus must have been far enough away that even in that dim light that they would have per perhaps had on the boat, they wouldn't have been able to see clearly. And so Peter must have walked more than one or two steps because it says Christ immediately stretched out his hand and caught him. But I find myself contemplating even further, what happened after that? Oh, Peter, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And I can't, uh, can't help it, but I envision the two of them walking. Uh, if you go to the Middle East or in, and uh, you see men walking, friends walking side by side, arms across each other, I can't help but seeing Peter and Jesus walking like that with arms uh, across each other's shoulders and, and Jesus saying, oh, Peter, 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 what am I going to do with you? You asked me to let you walk to me. And then when you took your focus off of, off of me and put it on the waves, then you started to sink. What does this tell you? What does this mean? And I think we, we know what it means, perhaps. If we take our focus off the Lord, we're sunk. Pun intended. If we take our focus off the Lord, we're not going to live. We're going to drown. We're going to drown in anxieties. We're going to drown in, in the worries. We're going to drown in, in the temporal things. You would say you're going to drown in your own efficiencies. You're going to drown. But if you keep your eye on Jesus Christ, and I can't imagine the apostle sitting there in that boat saying anything other than, wow, look, look at the Lord. Look, he must be God. Who can, who can walk in the waves? Who can walk 
as if they're walking on ground, on water. And so they worship. And so too should we. Whether we're the ones who need that affirmation that we need to keep our eyes on Jesus today, or we're the ones that need to look for those that God has put in our lives to lead us, perhaps like St. Peter or like Moses, whoever it is, whatever it is, to keep our eyes on Jesus and to recognize him as God, to recognize him as Lord, to recognize him as the one who saves us.